Welcome to the Soccer Podcast. I, you know, I messed this up again. The, welcome to DE Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian. This week, I'm joined here by Dwayne. Going on, Sebastian. New new week, different spot for me. Yeah, different spot. I've messed up the, the intro like three times. It's been three years, and I still... Ha- by the way, we also missed our three-year three year, like podcast anniversary. Uh, we found episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, it was like three episodes ago. We figured that out. Uh, it's it's been an interesting uh, summer so far. Then, <laughs> yeah, I mean, part party party till we die. <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> it's a good reference. If you've never been to a Philadelphia Union game, you I don't think you would get that reference. If you've never been to a Delaware Diamonds game, home game. You that's that's, that's also true. Game. That's also true. Yeah, it's also true. Um, it was a struggle finding that song. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, you found it right at the right time, though. Um, now he's got to get the timing down of the of it going off, and you can actually hear it in the video. When I watch the video, you can actually hear the. Oh, that's the, what I'm talking about. Yeah, you can actually hear it. It's pretty funny. Um, all right. Um, Delaware Diamonds. Delaware Diamonds. Yeah, we uh tough game against Keystone. Um, a, a thrilling first half of goals. Right, we like both, we both brought the smoke for about 20 25 minutes, yeah. Five five goals in like 35 minutes. Um, it was 35, there, minutes. it was about 35 minutes, yeah. Oh, dang, that was a good first half, yeah. Only 10 um, minutes of nothing, yeah. We were we were down one nothing, then we went up 2 1, and then we were down 3 2 at the half. And then the second half, we honestly played play the best half of soccer that I think we've played in the three years that we've coached this team. Um, from an attacking standpoint, we've played we played really really well. Um, un- unfortunately, we we couldn't capitalize on some of the chances that we had, but but overall, um, I'll I'll continue to say it's it's been the 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 best team we've had in three years. Um, and I don't I don't know that it there's a huge difference there's a difference in the quality in certain spots, um, but I think it's a difference of the the commitment and the 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 drive internally during the games um i think that's been a big difference um so you know and it it just took time right and you know we talked about the fact that francisco told us that it takes time to kind of build that culture and what you're what you're kind of looking for and and unfortunately we've been able to find it unfortunately we it took us three years but um but you know i think a big um recognition needs to go to the to the players that that have been there for three years and also the players that you know paved the way uh, for the last two years right without those players we wouldn't have had a team and without having a team we wouldn't have gotten to where we are now um so so they they deserve some credit there um and excited for this weekend um back-to-back games um play saturday saturday sunday the closest we've done to doing that, we've played a Friday Sunday before, last yeah. year, um, or the year before. We've um, never done back to back. We've never done back to back, but we are doing back to back with the same team, um, or against the same team, which is which is cool because that means we're both under the same conditions. Um, we get to play each other twice, and we get to see if if you know this is where we talk about when we legitimately talk about oh you know at home we're going to be better or if we play them again we beat them or things like that. Um, we get to kind of answer those questions like within a short amount of time. So yeah, it's, you don't have a lot of time to you don't have a lot of time to break down footage and and all that other stuff. You just 
hop right back in and yeah take take basically have time to assess what you need to assess on the way home and do what you need to do to compete yeah so looking forward to it and then we got um next week we got our last official home game and then we got a scrimmage on sunday um and overall we'll and after that we'll be we'll be done season's done most trials for 2024 <laughs> yeah there you go uh yeah next thing we know we'll be we'll be figuring out next season so um so no look try out inside this year what should i try out inside we can try to figure something out we've always talked about doing a winter tryout we've just never gotten to do it well, we should do it inside there you go maybe well maybe we can figure out a winter tryout this year i, I might know a guy that knows a guy you might know a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy that hangs out with another guy I know a guy that always has like some inside space available. Yeah, yeah, you do. That that is true. You, you do know that. You do know that. He always uh, seems to have a field. Yeah. Um, international interview today. Um, so let's just let's just dive right into that, right? Let's just dive right into that interview. Uh, Dwayne, we are going today. We're going to cross another country off the list uh, of people that we wanted to talk to. Um, this is this is uh this is really exciting. Um, we we have a we have a, a former Boca Juniors player, which you know you know it's the club that I uh, I f- f- extremely <laughs> extremely support, adore all those all those things you can think of. Uh, not only that, he got to play with uh, with my favorite player of uh, of all time, uh, Juan Roman Riquelme. He got to play with him. Uh, he got to play with my favorite goalkeeper of all time, uh, El Pato City. Yes, true. Um, he got to do all these things. And not only that, he also lives uh, in a country that Argentina currently uh, recently played in. Uh, he lives in Indonesia. Uh, he's currently in Argentina, but he lives in Indonesia. He's been there for, for quite some time. Uh, Gustavo China, welcome to Thank the you. podcast. Thank you. Um, Duane, we actually have, is Luis actually coming onto the podcast? Man, it's just like a lot of South American flavor. That's right. Luis might be coming onto the podcast to actually be our translator here. Yeah, Luis from Peru. All right, Gustavo, how long have you lived in Indonesia and how did you get there? Uh, Already maybe 15 years. 15 years. No, Luis, we under we <laughs> we're going the other way, man. <laughs> it, that question was in English, brother. <laughs> yeah, he already answered yeah. it in English. Wait, You're... he confused he is <laughs> in English, so that's why. Okay, okay. I go speak Spanish, speak Spanish. No, no, no you're good. Know? I mean, I think what that's good. All right, we got it. We got it. <laughs> so viví en Indonesia, viví en Indonesia aproximadamente 15 años. Después de Boca Junior, okay. me fui directamente muy joven para Indonesia eh, y bueno, hice toda mi carrera futbolística ahí. So he he's about like in Indonesia living like 15 years and uh, very young he left his his country and uh, pretty much his career is uh in Indonesia. Eh, y y ahora football. Oh, sorry. Let me go back. Let me. I'm now. I'm now. Luis is confusing me. Uh, so you retired. You retired from playing in Indonesia. Um, 
And what have you been doing since then? Eh, bueno, me retiré hace aproximadamente cuatro años. Eh, pero me retiré no, no porque estaba mal físicamente. Sinceramente, podría haber seguido jugando un par de años más, pero, pero estaba cansado mentalmente. El jugador de fútbol, por ahí, eh, muchos lo ven que es... Es fácil jugar al fútbol y ganar dinero y ya está, pero bueno, eh, conlleva, conlleva mucha concentración, mucho esfuerzo, mucho sacrificio, eh, viajes, concentraciones. Y estaba, estaba mentalmente y ya no lo disfrutaba el fútbol. Es como que iba a entrenar y realmente lo tomaba como un trabajo. Y eso hacía que, bueno, que, que no, no pueda jugar al máximo. Eh, así que bueno, decidí retirarme eh, a los 35, 36 años. Y después de ahí, bueno, eh, empecé a estudiar lo que es eh, para ser entrenador técnico, entrenador de fútbol. All right, well, the, my phone, I don't know why it's not working. Um, so he pretty much, he was, he was professionally playing, but then he realized that he was getting a little mentally tired and uh, not enjoying much the the game anymore and around 35 he decided that I will be studying for being like technical and in the career of coaching soccer does uh do do clubs in general or at least in your experience do they prepare players uh when they're younger to to deal with that mental aspect of the game or even prepare them for for retirement um, sí sí un poco de todo un poco me, me preguntaste si cómo eh, por qué esa decisión no si los clubes preparan a los jugadores mentalmente para la parte no, para no, esa parte no. esa ese estrés y si los preparan para el retiro de, del fútbol profesional no. No, eh, sinceramente no. Bueno, ahora en Argentina se está implementando, pero lo que es Indonesia, eh, la mayoría de los jugadores de fútbol en general, eh, salvo que, que sea un jugador que, que, bueno, que esté en Europa, pero en general eh, cuando se retiran del fútbol no saben qué hacer. Eh, por eso yo tengo un proyecto también, eh, armé un proyecto respecto a toda mi experiencia, porque no te preparan, sinceramente no te preparan. Si te retiras del fútbol, o si llegas a tener una lesión y no puedes jugar más al fútbol, ¿qué hacen? Por ahí eh, hay chicos que no saben para dónde ir. Entonces, bueno, yo estoy preparando un proyecto a donde se lo eduque a los chicos para saber, eh, aparte de jugar al fútbol, tener una carrera eh, paralela, o sea, un estudio, un estudio avanzado para cuando dejen de formarlos como... como Profesionales en, en, en otro sector, digamos. Um, well, yes. Uh, the club, and I think more, more, most clubs, uh, they don't prepare players to next phase. In this case, when you want to retire. So that's why um, he has, a, he has um, a project, he has a program that he's trying to do to, to teach uh, those players when they get injured or when they're getting out of the, the professional soccer to... Uh, have a second career or something that they can be doing it when they're mentally and physically are pretty much done in the soccer career. They can have second option or third option. And that's what his, his program he is doing um, at this moment, working on it.
how does the how does the grassroots the club system work in indonesia and how do you develop players from a young age to an older how does that work el, el sistema el sistema en indonesia está muy muy retrasado está no 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 se compara yo lo comparo siempre con argentina eh, están muy lejos no 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 es lo, lo técnico, sino lo, lo mental y la educación que le dan a los chicos. Eh, están muy retrasados. Allá eh, ellos llegan a, a, al primer equipo y todavía tienen, le faltan eh, eh, conocimientos que nosotros, por ejemplo, acá en Argentina lo aprendemos a los 12 años, 13 años, 14 años. Y ellos ya como jugadores profesionales no los tienen. Conocimientos básicos, básicos. No sé, te doy un ejemplo, cómo marcar, cómo proyectarse, tener panorama de juego. Eh, por eso eh, lo, lo que eh, implementé yo ahora es, es una academia de fútbol. Y bueno, desde chicos, darle una educación diferente a la que se le viene dando. Es un trabajo, obviamente, eh, por la cultura y, y, y por todo lo que eso implica, eh, bastante, bastante complicado. Pero bueno, eh, tenemos que empezar con algo y. y y empezar a cambiar la mentalidad no solamente de los jugadores, sino también de los padres y de los técnicos. Ah, uh, in Indonesia the 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 gross the gross part of the soccer it's they are very behind compared to uh United States even compared to Argentina. He's more comparing to Argentina because that's where he 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 grew up. Um they say that the the even when the 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 player going to the first division, they still still don't still having mistakes and not knowing how to read the game or how to position it or how to develop a defense attacking so that's why he is um he's he he started a program very young age um that uh they can start teaching those basics uh fundamental basic um techniques and uh theory for for the soccer to for them to develop and, and be uh, in in a better in a better position as a as a player, and he compares all this one uh, uh, like in in, in Argentina, uh, what uh, these players in Indonesia at uh, 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 Division One they still don't know what uh, in Argentina twelve year old um, knows already. So that's why he start a program where the, he can start teaching early ages um, those uh, fundamental. Um, techniques and, and and yes, into the into the so into the career. Do the do the clubs have youth systems where where somebody so at like nine or ten years old you can go to a club, and then you can stay in that club and just progress up and up and up until you get to the first division. Does it work the same way as it does in in Argentina, for example? No, no, it's different. Uh, Allá empiezan a los 12, 12 años, 14 años, eh, y creo que es demasiado tarde. Uh -huh. yo, yo, por ejemplo, eh, eh, arranqué eh, a los 8 años, ya empecé a, a competir, bueno, después que pasé a Boca Junior, a los 9, 10 años ya se, se, se siente una competición, hay una educación, eh, la educación me refiero a, a respecto a cómo, a cómo cuidar tu cuerpo, cómo alimentarte, eh, y ya te vas enfocando a los 10, 12 años, ya te vas enfocando a lo que realmente eh, querés. 
Eh, en Indonesia eso está muy, muy retrasado. Vuelvo a repetir, no solamente por la educación de, de, de los chicos, pero también de los padres y de los entrenadores que siguen un sistema eh, antiguo y, y no pueden modificar eso. Por eso hay que empezar de a poco a, a cambiarle la mentalidad eh, a los padres, a los técnicos, para que los chicos puedan, puedan empezar a mejorar en ese aspecto. Porque técnicamente hay buenos jugadores, pero el problema es mental. El problema que tienen ellos es, es la educación, más que nada. Um, sí, yeah, uh, in, in Indonesia, um, the clubs pretty much start training the, the, the kids around 12 years old, and that's too late. That's too late. Um, uh, Gustavo started when he was eight years old, and, and he already started playing competitive way at eight years old. And in Indonesia, a 12 year old started learning soccer education, which is too late. And that's why he, um, he says it's important to start early. Not just the technical, but the mentally and the physically and okay. All right. Well, we lost we lost Luis. Mental uh, and physical, yeah. Mental, physical, and then the the parent education, the family education, and then uh, the education for the coaches for the for for the trainers. How does how does coaching education work in uh in Indonesia? How does how does that how do you start with that and then is that something that you do through the uh asian uh, football association or or is it locally es, eh, local eh, eh, o sea allá ellos obtienen la licencia de entrenador eh, en indonesia o sea no, no tienen no tienen un, un, un panorama eh, de afuera internacional digamos de afuera ellos se basan mucho en lo que hacen ellos y, y bueno eh, al, al estar comprometidos solamente en Indonesia, no, no, no pueden abrir la mente para, para incorporar nuevas, eh, ¿cómo que se dice? nuevas eh, enseñanzas, nuevos aprendizajes. Eh, por eso yo lo, lo, que, lo, que, lo que veo mucho cuando, cuando ellos enseñan, eh, cometen muchos, muchos errores a, a la hora de, de hacer el coaching corregir mucho al chico o por ahí estarle mucho encima, enojarse. Eso tienen que saber diferenciar las edades del chico, las etapas, cuando, cuando nosotros podemos hacer mucho coaching, mucho hincapié en corregir al chico, cuando no, cuando tenemos que dejarlo que ellos, que los niños eh, abran su, su, su mente y puedan desarrollar lo que ellos realmente quieren. Cuando hablamos de, de, de juego, cuando hablamos de, sí, de, 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 de por ejemplo, de... De, de ejercicios específicos, sí, lo tenemos que corregir. Pero cuando, cuando hablamos de juego, no podemos decirle, toca a la derecha, porque el, el niño capaz que tiene otro panorama y quiere tocar a la izquierda. Eh, por eso hay que dejarlos que ellos desarrollen su, su, su creatividad y no in, inculcarle tanto el coaching, porque a veces podemos equivocarnos nosotros y si lo corregimos mucho, por ahí el chico va a tener miedo después de equivocarse y no va no a... Va, adquirir la, 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 la capacidad esa de, de, de que tienen los niños de, de, de decisión. Luis, you want me to do it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I heard a little bit about that in Indonesia and the, 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 the coaching systems are still like no many clubs have uh, the coaching 
but uh, that like most of the, some of the coaches have like some, um, I would say, inconsistency coaching knowledge. Like they don't they 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 interrupt too much when they don't let him be a little more free for them for the players to develop their own their own techniques and they feel like the coaching needs to be a little bit more they need to go to to school or they need to be more prepared because um he believed that sometimes yes when there is pieces like piece set pieces yes when i teach him drills it's good to interrupt them but then when in the game day or in the game time it's it's better to let them the, the those kids these youth youth players to just play and to develop their own style and to 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 maneuver in the game and right to stopping there is too much stopping too much coaching when they are training and um, he believes that they should let him do it and uh, maybe talking later at, at the end but um in a specific game style they should just give in some less coaching and more letting the 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 the, the youth game do their own their own their own game when it's play time play practice play yeah yeah claro. yeah yep. creativity creativity cuando hay trabajo específico como la coordinación un control un pase mm. eh, sí tenemos que, que corregirlo al, al chico porque eso es realmente una base de lo que necesitan pero a la hora del juego, ellos tienen que implementar, ellos tienen que, que, que abrir su cabeza y tienen que tener poder de decisión. Le decimos, no, no, no hagas un, un dribbling, no, no toques a la derecha, no hagas esto. No, lo estamos limitando al chico a que él no pueda expresar lo que realmente quiere hacer adentro de un campo de juego. Entonces eso es lo que tienen por ahí en Indonesia, es que eh, por ahí el técnico eh, indonés quiere que los jugadores hagan un pase a la izquierda y por ahí era más, más factible hacer un pase a la derecha. Pero como ellos tienen esa mentalidad cerrada y no lo dejan al chico desarrollarse, por eso llegan las limitaciones a la hora cuando ya son grandes, tienen esas limitaciones o ese miedo de equivocarse. Um, yeah, agree with the play, uh, play, like a practice play, practice play, right? Uh, that in Indonesia, uh, they still have the limitations where um the coach is pretty much guiding when they're when they are playing um he agree it's good it's good to do when the technical time when it's practice drills when you are doing passing patterns um and like set pieces but then when it's a game day they if those, those those youth are following the coaches every time the interaction that's why when they are going into the pro in indonesia they have these limitations where uh, they would have a better opportunity maybe to the right side of the field, but they, because they were following the coach decision, they they just following in a disclosed-minded uh, game where very limit, limited, limited, um, who we'll say, like, uh, creativity. There is no much creativity because they are following one mind, which is the coaching, where the, the players should have their own style at the end. Can't let they don't let players make mistakes. Gotta let players make mistakes and learn from their mistakes. Yeah. If you don't make mistakes, you don't learn. Uh, yes. Yep. Right. I think you take the fun out of it, right? It's not fun as anymore. I mean, that helps you become a coach, right? You can't coach the perfect team. Yeah. They already know what to do. Um if you knowing what you know now. 
what would you tell your younger self about the sport? ¿Qué le preguntaría? ¿Qué me preguntaría a mí? ¿O qué te dirías? ¿Qué te dirías? ¿Qué, dirías consejo, ¿Qué consejo te darías vos, a vos mismo? ¿Ahora o cuando era chico? Ah, o tener... sabiendo, sabiendo lo que sabes ahora, ¿qué consejo te darías eh, cuando eras más chico? Eh, no sé qué consejo me daría. Sincera, sinceramente, eh, no sé si me daría un consejo a mí o se lo daría un consejo a los chicos. Yo me fui de, de, de la casa de mis padres a los 12 años, 13 años. Me fui de Santa Fe a Buenos Aires a jugar en un club grande como es Independiente de Avellaneda y bueno, después de ahí pasé a Boca Junior. Eh, sinceramente era algo que realmente, por la corta edad que tenía, era algo que, que realmente quería, quería ser jugador de fútbol. Eh, paralelamente seguí estudiando, pero tenía un objetivo muy claro. Eh, y bueno, eh, el consejo que le daría a los chicos ahora que, es que sin sacrificio no se puede lograr nada. Yo dejé eh, mi novia, mi familia, cumpleaños, vacaciones, por estar enfocado en el fútbol. Por eso por ahí cuando la gente dice jugar de fútbol, gana dinero siendo lo que le gusta, pero realmente hay que pasar por una, por un, hay que hacer un sacrificio enorme para, para llegar a donde, a donde se llega. Um, if I would tell right now uh, my young uh to myself when I was young, I would more I would more I would say to, to the kid, to everybody that uh if you want to play soccer, it's a lot of sacrifice. Um he sacrificed his family, his time, birthdays, and for for soccer. If you love soccer, um you need to realize that there is a lot of a lot of work ahead of it, like like a moving from family, leaving the family and um be away from your family for many years. And that's why he said that sacrifice is one of the uh, things that I would say to uh, any, uh, any, any young player that uh, if he's looking for the soccer career, um, because he left when he was 12 years old, his family, and he, he started playing young age in Santa Fe and before he moved to Boca Junior. Uh, but um, sacrifice, it, it was, it, It was it's something that he would say to uh, any young players who decide to follow the career of soccer. Um, uh, what can you tell us about G seventy seven? Como G seventy seven G Es una marca que que bueno es es un el número el número mi número favorito el setenta y siete y y bueno, eh, estoy trabajando junto con otras compañías para, para diseñar mi propia marca. Ya salió mi camiseta y bueno, eh, creo que, que ahí arrancamos con, con la ropa deportiva. Pero es, es eh, el, el número eh, que me identifica, el 77. It's the it's the number that he he likes it and uh, it's the number that identify him as he is and he's working on that for um, I believe to do it um, clothing or lines of of uh, sport sport clothes and uh, but that, yeah that's 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 his that's that's his brand. Um, what did you learn 
Um, what did you learn from Indonesia about yourself when you when you moved there, when you when you played, when you started playing there, when you made the sacrifice to basically leave your country to play <laughs> where where not a lot of people would would have gone, um, <laughs> but ultimately you stayed. So what did you learn about yourself there? Eh, quizás la, la adaptación, quizás eh, una experiencia nueva y, y bueno, adaptarse a un lugar con una cultura totalmente diferente. Si bien el fútbol, si bien el fútbol eh, es, 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 son, son muy, muy fanáticos, muy eufóricos en Argentina, la gente, pero bueno, uno tiene que, lo que aprendí es adaptarme a otras a otras condiciones climáticas a otras condiciones culturales eh, a otro tipo de, de, de comida eh, otro tipo de gente así que lo que lo que se aprende siempre es eh, a sobrellevar todo eso que te va presentando o los obstáculos que te van presentando eh, cuando a medida que vas avanzando yo creo ir a Indonesia o ir a Europa un jugador se encuentra con otro idioma, otra cultura. Eh, lo que aprendí es, es, es poder adaptar, adaptarme. Eso es importante para todos los jugadores, estar, estar muy fuerte mentalmente, porque hay chicos que quizás se van a otro país y, y no aguantan mentalmente y, y, bueno, quizás pegan la vuelta. Pero eso es lo que siempre, eh, siempre quise, por eso digo, estuve muy preparado mentalmente y, y eso es quizás lo que, lo que más aprendí de de mí a estar a estar preparado para para cualquier ocasión. Um, he he learned adaptation to adapt to a new culture, to adapt a new uh, environment, a new a, a new climate, a new setting, a new people. Uh, all these factors, a new food, uh, the culture specific, right? Change, change, changing different culture, totally different changing from Argentina. Uh, I believe Catholic and uh, to be to, to to the to the Indonesian culture and but he said that the, the key the key in all this one he learned and most of the players that uh, goes to different clubs or Europe or or, or overseas it's it's um, learning to adapt to that new culture otherwise they will they would play a big role in the in mentally men, mentally would play a big role that might decide them to come back and not be playing anymore uh, out overseas and where only the strong the strong players who adapted to those new new environments can um can succeed in those new new uh teams do you still um because i found some videos do you still play for <laughs> difficult fue difícil. En ese momento, cuando me retiré, estaba cansado mentalmente, pero, pero bueno, pasó un año y sinceramente el fútbol se extraña, se extraña mucho. Todas las personas que, que tienen la posibilidad de jugar al fútbol, ya sea profesional o, o solamente for fun, eh, tienen que ser agradecidos. Sinceramente, tienen que ser agradecidos. Eh, porque es un deporte hermoso y, y bueno, hay que saber aprovecharlo. Ahora sí, ahora sigo, sigo jugando, pero, pero solo para divertirme. <laughs> well, uh, I would say right now that um, it, it, it was hard to leave like the field as, as a player, um, but now he's he, he he's coaching and but he's now more he's playing now more just for fun, 
and he has to keep active a little bit, but he's still playing. Uh, but it, it, it is hard as a player to find out that you, you, your career as a, as a professional player is it's about to be out and more out of the field. So, um, yes, that's why he now it's coaching, but still on the game, but uh, he has now played just for fun. Um, and you, you have children. Um, did your, did your kids play growing up? Sí, mi hijo jugaba al fútbol eh, y jugaba muy bien. Mi hijo jugaba muy bien, pero no le gustaba el, no le gustaba el compromiso. Él empezó a jugar al fútbol en Indonesia, era de, eh, striker, jugaba muy bien, hacía goles, pero no le gustaba entrenar. Y el técnico a la hora del partido lo ponía en el lineup de titular, pero porque era mi hijo. Entonces yo hablé con el técnico y hablé con mi hijo. Le dije a mi hijo, si vos realmente te vas a enfocar y lo vas a tomar en serio, no solamente por vos, sino por respeto a los demás chicos que entrenan toda la semana. Entonces si le, dije, le dije, si vos querés tomarlo esto en serio y querés ser profesional, tenés que enfocarte y dedicarte al fútbol. Si no, no hay problema. Si él quiere dedicarse, ahora está, está haciendo tenis, hace otras cosas, hace surf. Eh, no importa lo que se quiera dedicar, pero que lo haga con pasión. Si no haces algo con pasión, es muy difícil que llegues a tu, a tu objetivo. Entonces, él ve el fútbol, le, le gusta mucho el fútbol, pero no como para tomarlo profesionalmente. Eso los, le gusta divertirse. Um, yes, his, his, his son, his son play, used to play soccer, very good. He was a striker and he was playing for, for many years in a club, but he didn't like the compromise, the, the commitment to the club, um, to the trainings and, and to the drills and stuff like that. So he will just, uh, he will not do the training and he will just like play. And there was a moment that the, the, that the coach was putting him in on, 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 on the, on the starting line. And, and even he was, he was not, he was not practicing with a, with a, with a team and stuff like that. So when that's when, uh, Eduardo decided to, to talk with the son Gustavo. and the coach, Gustavo, um, and, and, the, and, and the coach and to, to tell him like, we need to figure it out here. If you want to be fully, fully committed to the club, you have to do the practice. You have to do all, all the drills before the game, because that's the respect to just know, know, know your teammates, but to the club, but to the coach and everybody. And, um, yeah. so that's why, um, he'd say that if you, if you don't want to be uh, in, in a soccer career as a professional, it's okay. And that's why he, um, he, he loved, he loved the soccer, but he doesn't like too much the community. That, that, that's why the now that he had the option to play different sports. Now he played tennis, uh, surfing and other stuff like that. Um, all three of us, uh, both Dwayne, Luis and myself, we, uh, we coach women's soccer. What is the, what is the, what is the structure there for women to play and, and is that growing more like it is in, in the, in the rest of the world? Perdón, repetime, o en español. El fútbol, nosotros los tres, nosotros somos, somos técnicos de, de, de fútbol sí. femenino. Eh, sí, eh, ¿Notaste el crecimiento y cómo la estructura 
del fútbol de, eh, femenino en Indonesia y si notas en el crecimiento como el resto del mundo, que está creciendo mucho más el deporte? No, sinceramente eh, están muy retrasados con lo que es el fútbol masculino. Imagínate el femenino. Yo creo que lo arman más que nada por compromiso. Por compromiso porque es un compromiso que tienen con la FIFA y es una obligación tener selección femenina. Pero, pero no, 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 no veo un avance en lo que es el fútbol. Sí lo veo, por ejemplo, acá en Argentina, que ya se profesionalizó, que ya eh, bueno, las mujeres están teniendo contratos realmente muy, muy buenos, eh, se lo toma diferente, eh, no como, como años anteriores. Pero en Indonesia, sinceramente, en Indonesia solamente lo, lo, lo hacen para, para, para cumplir con, con, con la regularidad de la, de la FIFA. En uh, Indonesia, como he dicho antes, el fútbol es atrás. Así que, incluso para el fútbol femenino, even if they if they if they have a club is they are doing just to, like just pretty much to um to fill the requirements that the fifa has a club to have some uh programs uh female 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 soccer but other than that they don't really uh take it too serious on on, on that aspect yet um because they don't they, are, they don't take it serious on that aspect because only they are focused right now on the on the male side um But they still have. They they need they they need to have it for regulations stuff like that. But if it's not that, they wouldn't even have uh, a female um, soccer programs in Indonesia. Dwayne, there you go, man. We uh we we got we already know somebody in Indonesia now. <laughs> we can. It's a long we can, flight. It's a it's a long flight, but we can go. Yeah. Yes, Wayne. Take the diamonds. Take the diamonds. International. Hey, we already got one. We got a baby diamond that's already international. Well, we, got, go. we already have a... Uh, yeah, we got two. We got two. We got two. Um, Gustavo, thank you so much um, for coming. It's been it's been awesome to to talk to you about it. I want to make sure we, we keep in touch and we talk again. Um, thank you. I want to I know more about, about what you're doing in Indonesia. I want to I follow up with you. And see how it's going, um, and uh, and and in general, um, thank you. You're you're uh, you're the first Boca Juniors player I've ever gotten to talk to uh, for a long time, and to me, that's uh, that means more than you than you can think of than you can think. Gracias. Déjame déjame agregar una una cosita más que es que es bueno es un consejo para los técnicos. Que, que más allá de, de, del fútbol, todas las personas tienen una vida y, y que bueno, que es muy importante que, que paralelamente al fútbol eh, los chicos estudien y se capaciten, que se eduquen, porque muchos están enfocados eh, en llegar a ser jugadores profesionales, pero no muchos lo logran. Y por ahí cuando no lo logran llega la frustración y por ahí si no tienen un estudio paralelo no saben qué hacer después de su vida. Eh, por eso es importante educarlos, no solamente por si llegan a primera, sino también si no llegan a primera, para que estén educados eh, en su primer contrato, por ejemplo, qué hacer con el dinero, dónde invertirlo, educarlos financieramente. Eh, y, y, y el día de mañana, si llegan a dejar de jugar al fútbol, también ya estén preparados para, para su futuro. 
Um, yeah, very very important. Uh, educate the educate the players for uh, for if they if they want to go if they want to be a pro because not everybody can can get to the pro level to to play professionally. So uh, to educate them mentally and having a second career, right? In case in case they don't go pro, they still have they can still have going with their life and 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 and, and keep moving and. Also, if educate those ones who get pro, um, you know what what would you do with with like how can you invest your your first year of contract, the money, or, or, or thinking in the future like what happened when you get injured or when you are out of the club, uh, uh, how how can you manage your your future? So it's very important to to educate mentally that and prepare them for either way either way is going going as a pro or not be able to make it. Um, pro or, or, or not finishing in halfway and then you need to move on to different careers so at least you have something else to 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 go for it so is that that's why it's very important to educate them um have an education uh other than soccer yeah very important um gustavo thank you so much luis thanks for <laughs> thanks for translating for us oh no we really thank appreciate you. it um, doing the talking to Gustavo make you want to go to go to Indonesia? Maybe you want to go to like somewhere that speaks Spanish for like a year and learn how to speak Spanish. <laughs> well, Indonesia doesn't speak Spanish, but I know that's what I said. I need but... to go somewhere in Central Central America. Central America. All right, you just you just you just need to pick up the language. You need to pick up the language. I need you to go wanna... warm. So here's the question: Do you want to understand it or do you want to speak it? Both. both okay i mean understanding it i will I, you know my you, you we've talked about this before my wife fully understands it or understands the majority of it um just from you know spending time with with my family i just want to be able to like i just want to be able to go up to somebody or i just want to be able to be in the elevator while someone's speaking spanish and understand what they're saying not say anything does that happen to you a lot sometimes it does do you spend a lot of time in elevators not in elevators, but I just feel like I'm around people that I just start I'm like just picking up words like años and muchacho and chacha. Little what words. Was one, what was the one you heard, you heard the other day? Uh, bruja. <laughs> Calling bruja, somebody a, like, a, a witch? Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. All right. I mean, you hear, you're hearing words. You're hearing words. I feel like uh, bruja is a cool word though, except for it means witch. <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought it was I thought they were having like a cool conversation. Like, yo, what's up, bruja? <laughs> and the whole time it's like, uh Yeah. Did you know uh, uh a little fun <laughs> fun 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 trivia fun trivia for you? Um there is an art there's a new the, no, there's a <laughs> well yeah, there's that. But there is a um there was a former Argentinian player. Who, uh, who was, uh, that was his nickname. Brujo? Oh, no, Bruja. Oh. And actually his nickname became, came from his father. So, I mean, the, the question is, do you have any idea who it was? Callister? Because his dad was a professional? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not McAllister. <laughs> 
father and son both played soccer. Both played soccer. Was it? Uh, I feel like I got to go back. I feel like this guy, the son's probably retired. Yes, his son is retired. Technically, yes. Was it? Um, this is a player. This is a player. Uh, I'll give you. Um, I'll give you some a, more. Is he a defender? No. Is it here, I'll give you. I'll give you a little bit more context to it. All right, this is one of the few players that I got to play with Messi and also Maradona. Yeah, there you go. Um, this player also played in Italy and in England. Played a lot of time in England. Midfielder. Midfielder. Carlos Tevez. Not Carlos Tevez. Carlos Tevez did not play with Maradona. I mean, he was old. No, he was not that old. Does his name start with an M? No. One of his names? No. No. Um, it's also he also um he he shares his middle name with my first name. Carlos Sebastian Puyol. No. <laughs> He's also Spanish, not Argentinian. <laughs> Zambrada? Who? Zambrada? Nah. I don't know, man. Juan Sebastián Verón. Oh, I've never heard of him. You never heard of him? He's bald. <laughs> what played at played at played at United, played at Chelsea, played at Inter Milan. No? Nah, man. No? Everybody played for Chelsea. <laughs> It might be Chelsea might have the might lay claims to the most players that have ever played for Chelsea. Oh man. No, he was yeah, he uh he was um he was there. I mean oh, yeah, so Juan Sebastián Vidon, his his dad was Juan Ramon Vidon, uh well, former former player for Estudiantes and also um the Argentinian national team as well. Um and he was La Bruja, and then uh, Juan Sebastián Verón, his his son, um, was Brujita, La Brujita. Because he was his son, Brujita. Yeah. So Wasn't yeah. Jose Martinez El Brujo? He was, yeah, or he is. <laughs> you know something about Jose Martinez that we don't, everybody else doesn't know? <laughs> no, 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 he is. He, Did yeah. call Jim Curtin to make sure he showed up for training? No, 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 no. No, no, no. He is. He is. He is. Um, so yeah, it's a fun little tangent trivia there. Juan Sebastián Verón. So there you go. If you ever need to know what former Manchester United player was nicknamed the witch, you know. That's that Buffalo Wild Wings trivia. There you go. There you go. You get a free Pepsi after you play like three games. Um. All right. Uh, do you want to do you want to do group C and D of our? Uh, of our women's world cup oh hold on. i don't know my dog might object to it your dog might object to it yeah carly lloyd did we get to the usa group yet <laughs> like... uh no oh, actually we will we will get to the usa group today all right hold on i gotta go get my oh uh... no we won't no we won't no we won't oh, USA, group. usa group is next week oh carly's mad all right carly lloyd is mad all right i gotta go um okay so uh group c Spain, España, Costa Rica, Zambia, and Japan. Japan. What do you think? 
Uh, first first game, Spain, Costa Rica. Man, Spain getting dubs. Spain. Right. Uh, I'm gonna I must handy dandy notebook. Three nothing. España. Oh yeah, we gotta put the score down, right? Yeah. I'll do this. Gotta make sure I keep the uh you said three. Yep. Costa Rica. Yep. Then Costa Rica got smacked in the men's world cup. I'm gonna say four. Didn't España play Costa Rica? Beat them like seven nothing. Uh, I can't maybe. I can't remember. I think so. Um, all right. Zambia against Japan. Well, I know Japan has fallen off. They're not the world power that they were. They did win a World Cup back in, what, 2011? Yeah. I'm going to say they come in, get out the group, say they get out of there, you know, 3 nothing. But what do you, do you remember Zambia? We've talked about Zambia before. Do you remember when? No. We talked about Zambia in the Olympics. Because Zambia made the Olympics. And remember Barbara Banda? No, no, Barbara. We know we talked about Barbara Banda uh because she is the captain of the team and one of the best players on that team, if not the best player on that team. And um when they played in the Olympics, um this is again going back to 2021. Yeah, something they on played those... it a year. They played it a year after. They played it in the man. The Olympics are next year. The Olympics are next year. Yeah, so it was twenty one, maybe. Yeah, yeah, because it was supposed to be twenty twenty. They postponed it and they did it in twenty twenty one. Yeah. So, anyways, but but Zambia did a did a really good job in the Olympics. Um, managed to score some goals and and just um. I, I'm now really want to look at look at this uh, look for their so, scores. You're trying to say that Japan won't beat them three nothing. That Japan will beat them three one, three two. I'm not saying that Japan is not going to win. What I am going to say is that I wouldn't count Zambia out. Barbara Banda scored six goals in the Olympics in three games. Um, what teams they, did they play? If I'm not mistaken, they played the Netherlands. One of the one of the one of the games. Um, now I'm gonna look it up because I'm very yeah, they played the Netherlands, they lost 10 to 3 against the Netherlands. Um, but but she scored two goals pretty much within a matter of 30 seconds. Um then they played uh they tied China four to four. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna recant. and then they only lost to Brazil one nothing. I'm gonna recant on this. No, I I, I should have done my homework. Yeah, I'm gonna uh-huh. go five three. <laughs> because they don't defend. I'll tell so you this. Who are you going with? Five three? What zombie or Japan? Man. I'm just gonna go two to one. I'm gonna keep it. No, nah. you gotta look at these men. They have played three games where it's been one nothing this year. Yeah. The other one two. Three, four. They played four games where it's been a multi-scoring game. You know they, they actually play today. They play. They play against Germany today. At oh, snap. Yeah, play against Germany today. Seven. I mean, they they lost through. The, listen, 
tied Switzerland uh, last week. Shootout. Three to three. Uh, lost to the week before they lost to um, Ireland. Three to two. Beat Tanzania. Lost five nothing to South Korea and lost five to two to South Korea. And beat Uzbekistan four nothing. Yeah, I mean, and they've played a lot of games as a national they've team. Play, they've played a lot of games in 2023. Played a lot of games in 2023. I don't know. I wouldn't count them out yet, but all right. Uh, Spain, Zambia, the next game. Well, that's going to be another shootout. I'm just going Zambia and shoot, shooting out. Oh, I'm, I'm going to say six to six to two. Yep. I, I like, I like that. Six to Spain. Yeah. Uh, Japan, Costa Rica. I think the Japs win. Um, I'm going to keep this one three zero. Japan. Japan. I'm going to say three, two. Just going back, you know, just did some quick research. Spain did wall up Costa Rica, seven, nothing in the men's world cup. In the men's World Cup, they did, yeah. Uh, but Costa Rica also almost beat somebody else at that point. Germany. Yeah, Germany. Was, Germany yeah. fell off. Uh, Spain or Japan, Spain. Oof. 2-1 Spain. I'm going to say 3 nothing Spain on that one. And then Costa Rica, Zambia. I'm going to say Zambia wins the game. Oh yeah, zombie again. The dogs. I'm gonna say four nothing. Say two one. All right, Group All right, D. Four goals, man. Group D. Um, England, Haiti, Denmark, China. I mean, England, England, at, England, Haiti, Denmark, China. I mean, England coming in as a Euro winner. Haiti's it, that oh. one might be six nothing. Oh, right, uh, so the first game is England Haiti. Yeah. Yeah, you coming out England shooting. We'll go five. Denmark, China. I'm going Denmark three nothing. I think China's falling off. You think they're falling off? Yeah. Denmark, England, Denmark. Would you prefer Denmark China game? One one. England, England, Denmark. England, Denmark, three one England. You want three one England? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two two on that one. We need a tie at some point somewhere here. We have we've had very little ties. Uh China against Haiti. China. We'll go five nothing. Both one nothing. What? Haiti, Haiti, Denmark. Haiti, Denmark, Haiti, one, Denmark, four. That's exactly what I put. That's what I put as well. England uh, versus China. China against England. Um, England. Oh, 3-2. I'm going to go 3-2 England on that one. Actually, England might be resting their stars by that point. So Yeah. All right. Um. Are we going to be able to finish this before the World Cup starts? Yeah, man. We'll be all right. It starts the 22nd, right? It starts the uh, 20th. 20th. Yeah, so we we got we got next weekend. We got next weekend or next week to to finish out the group stages. 
We got four groups left. We can do it next week. Um, and then uh, after that, we're... Oh, by the way, next week, we got another international interview, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Working on another international interview for next week. Uh, crossing another country off the list. I'm going to get my homeboys on here next. Um, and this one, this one's going to be in English, like full in English. All right, cool. It works for me. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right. Uh, gold cup since it's up. What? The gold cup. The gold cup. We can talk about the gold cup. What do you want to talk about the gold cup? The U.S. was out here running through the six. They uh, got out the group. Play Canada the, tomorrow. The the gold cup leading all time leading goal scorer at that by this point. He might be. He might be the best player to ever play in the gold cup. Jesus Ferrer. Yeah. Back to back hat tricks. He had a first half hat trick too. He did, yeah. But that's what that's what I mean. Listen, they sent a statement beating down on Trinidad like that because you know Trinidad cost them a World Cup. Yeah. So I think every time you play Trinidad, you you form like I would have tried to get Jesus six. Um. Now, what was interesting? I, I think the most interesting group out of this. Was the group D? Yeah, Guadalupe was at one point in first top of the group. Yeah, Guadalupe was there, almost there. I couldn't Um, even tell you where Guadalupe was on a map. Yeah, I think it's. I think Guadalupe is an island, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's an island, but I was, I couldn't. You put a map in front of me, I couldn't say this is Guadalupe. Um. Yeah. I mean, the, here's the thing. It's a it's a relatively small island off of uh south southeast of the Virgin the U.S. Virgin Islands in Puerto Rico. Oh, uh, so it's kind of close. Uh, above Dominica, Martinique, and Saint Lucia. Oh, you could probably wonder what a vacation is like in Guadalupe. Yeah, I mean, as long as it's not hurricane season, you'll be all right. Needs hurricanes, huh? Just bring a pack, pack of water, it'll be all right. <laughs> um, flashlights and some D batteries should be good. Nah, man. Um, yeah, so that was a very interesting group because Canada was almost knocked out, which now the U.S. will play Canada in what should be a relatively easy ish game, right? You would think it Canada is, uh, seems to be extremely down. Did Canada bring their dogs? Canada brought their goalkeeper. But Bohan. <laughs> yeah. There's their Slovakian goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, they oh no, the other the other uh St. Clair ended up playing their last game. But I don't know uh, if they brought their dogs with them though. No, I mean, yeah, Alfonso Davies isn't playing and neither is no, uh, Alfonso Davies is on vacation with uh I think Weston McKinney or something like that. Yeah. Borhan Borhan played uh played the, the game before against Guatemala though. Well, yeah, they didn't, yeah, they didn't bring their dogs with them. Yeah, we should yeah. take it this. And then you got um you got Panama against Qatar, who Qatar made it through beating beating Qatar, uh, didn't they tie Mexico or they beat Mexico? They beat Mexico, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mexico against Costa Rica, and then Guatemala against Jamaica. That Guatemala-Jamaica game is going to be a good game. It might be the best game in the knockout stage. 
Yes, because Jamaica seems to be like they got they got something to prove, man. They're coming out here. Yeah, I mean, because like we, you know, the U.S. Jamaica coming in first was the only, if I'm not mistaken, the only group that it could have came down to gold diff. They yes. both both teams came out with the same record. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got Leon Bailey's in good form. Got a uh, goalkeeper, man. Goalkeeper, goalkeeper's good. Corey Burke scored a goal. <laughs> Corey, Corey Burke, man, he scored a goal against uh, St. Kitts. You know who else scored a goal against St. Kitts? Who scored a goal against St. Kitts? I don't know. I think eleven. There were eleven goals scored against St. Kitts between Jamaica and the U.S. So a lot of people score goals. I mean, Jesus Ferreira got a hat trick against St. Kitts. He uh, also scored the fifth goal against St. Kitts. Do you know, like, after you've given up 11 goals, like, how mad you are with each other? <laughs> um, Costa Rica made it through by beating uh, Martinique 6-4. to 6-4. Four. Six okay. to 6-4, four. Six to four, man. It's a good game. Yeah, it's like a baseball game. Um, so yeah, so it, all that happens tomorrow and Sunday, all those quarterfinal games. You know what Cuba did a really good job of doing? What? Losing players defecting to the US. Oh yeah. Every time they come to the Gold Cup, they always lose like three or four players. They're like, yo, free ticket to the US. Peace. Stuff, <laughs> man. Stuff. Tough, but it's like, at what point do you try to figure it out yeah i mean that's the hard part i think i think this is where soccer shows a lot of the political aspect of the world and and things like that and you know it happened you know we it happened with with the player that we had that was playing in kenya um the tournament couldn't happen couldn't go through because of some political things that were happening in africa some of the teams weren't weren't allowed to be let out of their country and things like that so it, it does become a, a a much harder situation um we've seen it across across the world with we've seen in the women's world cup with with china if i'm not mistaken right before or uh no north korea did north korea made the world cup or or olympics or something like that once and they something like that happened um so we've we've seen it before it's unfortunate that that it has to happen yeah i was gonna say i know in like uefa there's teams that literally cannot play like kosovo cannot yeah can't play yeah so it's unfortunate Uh that it's unfortunate that that players have to resort to that because their their situation in their home countries is it's not good. Um Katarian had to miss a Europa League game one year because he couldn't travel. Yeah. Because of his passport, he couldn't travel to the country that the team was playing. Um all right. Player of the match. Player of the match, Ricky Pooch, baby. He's back. <laughs> you see that goal? I did see that goal. Yeah, Ricky was hustling. Ricky, Ricky was running. All of a sudden, he turned it on. His legs started moving way faster than the other guys. Yeah, Ricky was moving. El Trafico, man, good, good for, good for uh, the Galaxy. You know, they're they're in a tough spot. You know, they've they've they're towards the bottom of the league. Um, I think the only team that's potentially worse, well, it's Colorado, is is not much better. <laughs> um, they get to cheap fields. And Inter Miami has less points than than LA guys. Take the kids to the game fields. Tickets are cheap. (laughs) (laughs) 
poor rapids man they had one or two years where they were like we're good we're good we're making it we're have a put we're making a push they might they might let you sit there for free if they're that bad yeah they're they're not great and then inter miami who inter miami um just you know when we talk about ricky pooch Ricky Pooch, man, is is Ricky Pooch? Maybe can can we get Ricky Pooch at Miami? Let me, too, much, too much. I'm trying to figure out how they're getting all these other guys. Well, they just picked up Jordi Alba, man. Jordi Jordi Busquets and Messi, man. Can you that's please convenient. explain to me. Can you please explain to me? Yeah, with the MLS roster rules, how you're able to get Messi. Jordi Alba, Busquets, you have DeAndre Yedlin, who's I'm assuming he's getting paid. You got a former MVP in his, uh, Joseph Martinez. Martinez. Yep, it's five guys. I thought you were only allowed three three ringers. You only have one American out of those, out of those five. So well, well, yes, yes, and no, and you got Pizarro too. You got Pizarro as well. <laughs> Don't forget about him. So I thought that the MLS rules were like FIFA financial fair play. Like I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. So I think I think part of it, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is that Messi, um, Messi, Jordi, and Busi are coming in. All three of them are coming in as free agents. Right. So there's no transfer fee that needs to be paid anywhere. There, there's roster rules on. But isn't on the roster rules based on salaries? Yeah, but you're telling me that if Jordi Alba says, yo, just pay me 20000 for the year. Now we can just bring in ringers. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean. So you can have up to 20 players occupying roster spots, one through 20 counting against the 22 or the salary budget of $4.9 million. Um, You can do a supplemental roster. Um, Slots 29 to 30, home going player. Um, Transfer windows. Domestic, um, domestic players, international players. Let's see. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not entirely sure. Designated players. Here we go. Designated player rules allow clubs to acquire up to three players whose total compensation and acquisition costs exceed the maximum salary budget budget charge. Um. So maybe one of those players is not a, D, a DP, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. Something sketchy is going down in Miami, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Hey, something sketchy is going down. Because I heard I heard Iniesta's rumored to come over. Oh, him, him too? I heard he's rumored to join the band. Uh, <laughs> FC Barcelona, Miami. <laughs> but um, it's no longer it's no longer going to. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I I, I think it's sketchy. I don't know. Like I, they literally got fined 
when Blaze Matuidi, they had Blaze Matuidi, Gonzalo Higuain, and I forget who their other DP was, but their other the other Higuain, no, the other Higuain. They had about six DPs on that other team, so I'm trying to figure out how they're able to how they're maneuvering this one. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not sure. David Beckham must be selling them like real estate or something, and they're they're taking in the profits of the real estate. Yeah, maybe. There's, maybe. there's something. There's some backdoor agreements going on. So, um, all right, my player, <laughs> my my player of the match goes out to you, actually. Oh, word. Um, because I've I've uh I've gotten to the I think we've gotten to this point where I think I can I I mentioned this to you actually when we when we started the game on um last Friday, um. I don't like we have we have titles within the diamonds. I'm the head coach. Or this was the head coach. And and for a lot of it has to do with with the paperwork that I have to that I have to do. <laughs> um, but the reality of the situation is, is that from a coaching standpoint, um, I think you and I can can coach together. I don't think we we've gotten to the point where we're so comfortable with each other that we don't step on each other's toes as far as like who's saying this, who's saying that. Um and I'm 100% comfortable with the idea of you taking the bigger role from a coaching standpoint at, at any given point. Um, so my my player of the match goes out to you because you've made my life a lot easier. And I'm way more relaxed and I have I get to enjoy coaching a little bit more now um, because of that. I don't feel stressed. So, good job. Now I got to scare you. I got I to gotta bench everybody. Pull out oh. some cards five minutes into the game. Everybody <laughs> off. <laughs> well, good thing I have the sub cards. Um, all right. <clears throat> on this day in soccer history, this is a really interesting on this day in soccer history. Uh, because it's kind of a double. Um, so July 7th, 1982, uh, Bobby Robson appointed the manager of England. At the time he was coaching at Ipswich Town. Exactly eight years later. July 7th, 1990, he coaches his last game for Italy or for England again once they lost to uh, Italy um, in the third and fourth place match in the 1990 World Cup. It was also the day that Peter Shilton um, made his final appearance for England, 125 games uh, as a goalkeeper for England. But but yeah, Bobby, Bobby Robson, uh, Eight years to the day. He had an eight-year contract, apparently, and was able to fulfill it. To the T. Yeah. It wasn't eight years like you're done December 31st. It was you got it eight times 365. Yeah. And I mean, that must have been, if he if he was appointed July 7th, 82, that must have been after the 82 World Cup. Mm-hmm. So then he coached the 86 World Cup. Um, so he was the England manager when they played against Argentina, and Maradona scored those two really good goals. Um, and then, uh, and then he coached the 1990 world cup. Um, so yeah, there you go. Bobby, Bobby Robson, man. Um, all right. Uh, fair play of the week. Dan Simmons, fair play of the week. Award. <clears throat> um, mine goes out to, uh, John Berylson. Now, some people might not know who John Berylson is. But John Berylson uh, was the um, owner of Millwall in England. Oh, uh, and he, he passed away. Out. He passed away yesterday uh, from a car accident in Massachusetts. Um, uh, Millwall, who he's has had an 
138 years of a club um, in only one season or two seasons in the top flight in the in the first division of England. After that, always been in the, in the second and third and fourth divisions were on there. Um, but a beloved uh, owner of the team, um, uh, everybody really liked him. Um, and uh, many described him as somebody that would be the perfect, the perfect owner of a club. So, use some money to fill his pocket so he could buy Chelsea. Huh? Buy Chelsea. What? So maybe somebody should fill their pockets so their family could buy Chelsea. Yeah. Maybe they might be able to do something. So John Barrelson. So um, my, my dance name is fair play of the week goes out to him. I'm just going to go out to Luis Barrios, man. For, for being the translator? Being the translator. Yeah. Good. good. This is, that was Luis's first time on the podcast, by the way. I know. Luis is always be bringing these guests, man. He's a, he's a behind the scenes guy. He's that guy when you roll the credits. He's a producer. There you go. That's the role of the producer. Yeah, when you roll the credits, Luis's name is always up there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, big shout out to Luis there for. Uh, he really only works one week out of the year. This turn the convention. <laughs> he works hard during that convention. He does. He does. He hustles. He hustles. Uh, going out to Cali next year. Well, make sure uh, make sure you follow us on on Instagram at de soccer podcast at de soccer podcast. Thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot.